Don't call me no disc jockey because I'm not a disc jockey. I'm a human radio station. Fellow Americans and all sympathetic foreigners, here's tonight's latest news. President Roosevelt declares war on high prices. The Sultan of Upper Slobovia responds to charges his country does not exist. On this date in history in 1984, Danny Glover officially becomes too old for this shit. In the late sports scores, the heat are edged out by the humidity, 97 to 89. And now, please stay tuned for Holy Goddamn! It's Market Down, New York's number one sports talk radio show in this particular time slot. And now, here's your host, Mark Rossetti. All right, this is Market Down, and I am Mark Rossetti, New York's number one. And we got quite a show for you today, folks. Talk a little baseball, a little football, a little basketball, a little hockey. Just kidding, I wouldn't talk coffee if you put a gun to my head. But we will have on Frank Gifford in the 4 o'clock hour, and he's going to tell us all about his new album with Cole Porter standards, so you're going to want to stick around for that. Before we get to anything else, though, we have got to talk about last night's game. And if you saw the game last night, and seriously, what kind of fan are you if you did not see this game? Call yourself a fan and you didn't see this game? Back of my hand, folks. If you did see that game last night, then what you saw was total dominance. Okay, if you saw that game last night, then you saw a team that plays to win. The collection of athletes that we call this team, they play a game that is one that they know how to win. The point of the game is to win the game, and these players are players that know how to do that. In this equation, the word that equals win is this team, okay? That's how equations work, right? I don't know, you know, numbers... Numbers are not my friend. All right, let's take some calls now. Frank and Montclair, you're on the air. Uh, it's Joe, and I'm in Matawan. Uh, I just gotta say, Mark, the five hours you're on the air are the highlight of my day. There's two things that I look forward to every afternoon. Greeting my kids at the front door when I come home from work and listening to your show. Not, uh, necessary in that order. While we're young, Bob, what's on your mind? I agree with you 100%, Mark. That team put on a clinic of domination. Absolutely, and it wasn't no free clinic, neither. This was like one of those super expensive detox clinics run by Eric Clapton where they change your blood. I'll tell you how dominating this team was last night. They should turn last night's game into a motivational poster with an eagle flying across a majestic mountain landscape and write the word domination on the bottom. I would buy that poster, Mark. Of course you would. It'd be classy and it'd make you think. Any luck finding a new assistant, Mark? Uh, don't remind me. You have no idea what my life's been like without an assistant. I gotta pick up my own newspapers, I gotta make my own coffee, I gotta file my own lawsuits. Tell. Hey, I hear you, Mark. It's real tough out there. I remember last year, I threw up my back, then I got laid off at the plant. It was real tough trying to make ends meet. Jeez, yap, yap, yap with this guy. Enough already. Hey, this is still the Market Down show, all right? You can call back and yap some more when it's the Phil from the Trailer Park show. All right, who's next? 
It's me, Mark! Is this Sean from Massapequa again? The bane of my existence. You call up every day with the same sob story about that sad sack team of yours. Mark, I am sick and tired and sick and sick and tired and also sick and tired of this team. And sick! If they think I'm going to another game in that dump of a stadium, they are high on the drugs. I work hard and I don't need this, Mark. Done, Mark. I am done and sick. Well, don't keep it a bottle all up inside. What's your problem now? Mark, I've been going to these games for 33 years. 33 years, Mark. And last night, I show up at the gate, and my buddy Joe, who's got the sanitation contract with the team, he ain't there. So I can't sneak inside one of them recycling bins to get in for free. And the schmucks at the front gate have the nerve to tell me I gotta buy a ticket. Never again, Mark! How can this world endure such injustice? This team is gonna kill me, Mark! I wish they would. This team is trying to kill me, Mark! This team is not trying to kill you, Sean. They want me dead, Mark! Rico Bronia's hiding in my closet! Well, just put down some traps! He just takes the cheese, Mark! Alright, that's enough out of you. Frankie and Bayside, you're up next. What's up? Hey, Mark. I, I think this team is in desperate need of a change. Now, I got an idea for a trade. I want to see what you think of this. Now, don't Oh, Frankie, 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 Frankie. Oh, boy. Listen, this team does not need a trade. This team has a good core, and they need to keep that core intact. There are some teams where the core is rotten, and you need to get rid of it. This is not one of those teams, okay? When I say core, I'm talking like the core of an apple. You got the fleshy, fruity part of the apple. That's the part you eat. And then you got the core in the middle. That's the part you can't eat. Some teams, you got to take out the core and replace it. Like when you got an apple and you eat the good part and you throw out the core. Of course, with an apple, you can't throw out the core until you eat the good part. So in this case, I'm saying you cut out the core with some kind of core cutting out machine and you keep the good part. But we don't need to do that with this team. You understand what I'm saying, Frankie? Uh, not really, Mark. Of course you don't. That's why you need me to show you the way. My head hurts, Mark. Is your left arm tingling? Not really, but I'm seeing spots and I feel really weird. I'm kind of scared, Mark. All right, don't be so dramatic, Frankie. Listen, folks, whenever you call in, your call counts as a verbal waiver absolving me of any liability in the event of your death or dismemberment. Just remember that. All right, next caller. Hey, Marky, still playing catch-up? Ah, oh, Christ almighty. Is this Timmy the Beagle? You know it. My ex-partner. Yes, your ex-partner is killing you in the ratings every single day, buddy. Hey, I'm the one who's gonna be laughing all the way to the bank, cause I still got you beaten lawsuits filed, pal. That last one don't count. You sued my dog. You can't sue a dog. You can't in the Cayman Islands, buddy. Hey, how can you call yourself New York's number one when you're not number one in the ratings no more? New York's number one is a copyrighted phrase with no true meaning, real or implied. Yeah, just like everything that comes out of your fat mouth. I will see you in court, pal, and then I will see you in hell. Come on, just admit that you miss me. Never. Alright, so long, Marky. Remember, if I can't have you, no one can. Alright, coming up after the break, we're gonna talk to Phil Sims, and he's gonna sit here quietly while I tell him what it's like to be a champion. Back after this. Hey to all you Foxy ladies out there. This here is Peter Stuyvesant, Lord Mayor of the Dutch Royal Colony of New Amsterdam. And when I'm hanging out with a nice young lady, and I want to put her in just the right mood... You know that I listen to today's best slow jams on Holy Goddamn Podcast. Available one place and one place only, and that's www.scratchbomb.com. Dig it.
You're listening to Frankie Wozniak on 106.6 The Shred, New York's home for classic thrash and the best new metal. We just listened to a great new track from Kralis called Inhume, and that's off of the album Dio... Dio... The new one, it's off of their new one. That's some solid work by the boys in Kralis. Good job, fellas. All you folks out there in Metal Land ought to check that out when you get a chance. While we've got a few moments here in our hands before our next big block of music, I want to take this opportunity to thank the folks at 106.6 once again for keeping me on after the station's format change. As you probably know, I used to work at this spot in the dial back when it was a smooth jazz station, but the new management had faith that even an old cat like myself could bring you metalheads the hard music that you love so much. Plus, I took a 40% pay cut, which not too many of my now former colleagues were willing to do, but uh, what can I say? I just love this music so, so very much. I would also like to apologize to my listeners for accidentally playing that Spyro Gyroside during the last set of music. I know 9pm is supposed to be the balls-to-the-wall hour, 60 commercial-free minutes of the most uncompromising metal in the universe, as our ads so eloquently put it, but um, what can I say? Old habits die hard. However, I will note that if you're ever in the mood for trying out something different, you might want to spin that tuning your own pad one of these days, especially if you've invited over a sophisticated, mature young lady for the evening. I can tell you that there's not much music out there that sets the mood better than SG's Funk Thunderstorm number 37, and uh, trust me fellas, I speak from experience in this point. I also want to send much love out there to all the Hepcats who've shown me so much love on the 106.6 message boards. It's really far out that so many dozens of you dig what I'm trying to do here on the station. I know there's a few thousand of you who are not on the same wavelength as me based on some other posts I've seen on that message board and some unflattering Photoshop pictures of myself that have arrived in my inbox, but that's totally cool. Different strokes for different folks, I always say. However, what is not cool is when you show up at my son's soccer practice and whip airliners of Jack Daniels at his head. Whatever problems you got with me, Let's just keep on me, folks, okay? Just keep them on me. I can take it. Are we cool with that? All right, cool. Now, uh, before we continue to shred, I have a few gig announcements. This Saturday, you can catch Threads of Doom at Odin's Dungeon out in Garden City. They always put on a great show. At least I've, I've heard that they do. And also on the bill, Thunderfist, Hammer of Zeus, and Blood Rain. That's Blood Rain as one word, spelled R-A-Y-N-E at the end, so make sure you get that right. Can't say I've ever been out to Odin's Dungeon, but I do believe it's in the same strip mall as Smokey's Cafe, which is a great little coffee place. And Every Sunday they put on a fantastic brunch where you can hear the Scott Blanton trio that's keyboards, drums, and the one and only Scott Blanton on the didgeridoo. Really heavy stuff. Of course, not as heavy as the searing hot metal that we play here on 106.6. It's a, it's a different kind of heavy, I guess. A, quiet storm kind of heavy more of a more of a soft kind of heavy if you get what i'm saying you know i interviewed lee rittenauer once and he had some fascinating insights about the didgeridoo it seems that it was originally intended by australian aborigines to be used in fertility rites in which the males would then oh okay it seems i'm getting the high sign from my engineer uh actually i'm getting a flashing throat sign from him which is a bit much, frankly. A simple hand wave will suffice in the future, Bill. All right, let's get back to the music here on 106.6, The Shred, where metal kicks booty 24-7. 
No, man, I don't care what the copy says. I'm not saying that word. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that word. I don't care. I'm not saying the A word. Frankie doesn't work blue, man. This just in to the Holy Goddamn News Desk. DiMaggio's streak broken up by dog. Tonight in Cleveland, in his last at-bat, seeking to extend his historic 56-game hitting streak. Joe DiMaggio saw a line drive off of his bat, caught in the mouth of a dog, reportedly a schnauzer, who had run onto the field at the time. Umpires consulted the rulebook, which indicated nothing said a dog could not play baseball. And so, the great DiMaggio's streak ended by a dog. We now return you to our regularly scheduled program. Chad Delahanty, and welcome to 45 and Counting, the show dedicated to all the best songs from yesteryear that you can't find anymore because I bought them all and I'm not sharing. I'm on the phone with Sid Thurmanberg. He was the producer of some of the best R&B singles in the 1960s. Oh, well, thank you, Chad. You're very sweet to say that. Thank you. Now, you worked for the Flywright label from 1959 through 1967. Is that correct? Yes, that is true. And is it true that the Flywright label was a division of a shoe company? Yes, uh, Buster Brown, as a matter of fact, we, they, uh, they decided to start up a record label to promote a new line of sneakers. Uh, we would sign up a band or a singer to pay out their advanced tennis shoes. It was pretty standard back then to use the barter system with the artists. I heard uh, Atlantic Records used to pay Ray Charles and Hams. Wow, that's just fascinating. Well, let's be honest, there's not too many producers out there who can boast that they work the knobs for songs like Do the Yam, Sweet Potato Mash, The Turnip. Ah, oh, thank you. You know, I, I still think The Turnip was ahead of its time. Oh yes, definitely. I agree for for obvious reasons. And those are just a few of the literally thousands of songs that you gave to the world. I know not all of them turned out to be huge hits, but I have to say that I've loved pretty much everything you've ever produced. Oh, thank you. You know, songs are a lot like your kids. Some grow up to be doctors and lawyers, and some grow up to rob liquor stores. Uh, metaphorically, of course. None of my songs ever robbed anything. My son once knocked over a check cashier plate. The thing that I always enjoyed about your songs is that they had such a distinct style. There was that famous Blumenthal beat. Can you tell me a little bit of how you developed that sound? Well, uh, I used to go to Memphis on business a lot, and there was this great blues joint over on the east side I would always visit when I was in town. And the best house band you ever heard, just phenomenal. So one day I came in, I asked the boys, do you mind if I record you guys just jamming? Uh, it seems that day the boys just gotten a, a new shipment in, if you know what I mean. And uh, we managed to get 17 hours worth of tape of that band. So thanks to that session, we had enough music for about 12 years of singles. So all of those famous songs were done by one band in one session? Oh yeah, sometimes we cut pieces, move them around, speed them up, but it was all the same band. Wow, amazing. And did the band get a writing credit on any of those tunes? No, but they each got a free pair of wingtips. I think that's almost as good. Fascinating. Now, one song I've always wanted to hear more about is The Dip, which is a, a single that came out on the Fly Right label back in 1966. Can you tell us a little bit more about that song? Whoa, you're, you're really going deep in the catalog. Uh, well, dance songs were really huge back then. You know, songs that taught you about a brand new dance, like the, the twist or the swim, stuff like that. 
We were trying to ride that bandwagon, you know, and uh, we really thought we'd hit pay dirt with the dip, but the song sold poorly. I guess uh, it just wasn't meant to be. I know many of our listeners may not have heard this song before, so let's take a listen to this cut. This is the dip from 1966, the original 45, which is mine and nobody else can have. song that really makes you want to get up and shake it, you know? I still can't believe that didn't become a smash hit. Why do you think it sold so poorly? Well, you know, we had a problem with our distributor back then. They were saying we didn't pay them. We said we did. Uh, You know how it goes. This thing happens all the time in a business. And the lyrics were also somewhat controversial, isn't that true? Uh, Oh, yes. For the time, definitely. It was the only song ever condemned by the AMA and the American Association of Chiropractors. But uh, I think our biggest mistake in retrospect was hiring an ex-circus freak to write it. A guy by the name of Sammy, the human rubber band. Funny thing is, he had a real big hit years later when he wrote Muskrat Love. Small world, isn't it? Well, Mr. Blumenthal, thank you so much for all the songs that you made exist and that I now own. Thank you. It was uh, definitely something that I did. All right, when we come back from the break, we'll have an exclusive interview with the jukebox from Happy Days opening credits. He's out of rehab, and he's ready to get his life back on track. All of that and more after this. Today's episode of Holy Goddamn is brought to you by the History Channel. Abraham Lincoln, statesman, patriot, emancipator, vampire? There is no doubt in my mind that Abraham Lincoln drank human blood. Watch the controversial special that has people buzzing and the federal government suing. This is the most shocking revelation about an American president since we discovered Teddy Roosevelt's vestigial twin. Was Abraham Lincoln really one of the bloodthirsty undead? The evidence will astonish you. There is no conclusive proof that Abraham Lincoln was a vampire, but historians agree it would be really awesome if he was. The world's most photogenic historians debate this issue and what it means for us today. Think about it. Four score, seven years ago, nobody even knows what that means. The name Mary Todd Lincoln has many of the same letters as the vampire Lestat. Coincidence? 
Anne Rice doesn't think so. I would stake my message board credibility on this. Is there any particular reason I'm all the way in the right channel? And I'm all the way in the left channel, what gives? The Undead Abraham Lincoln. Airing this week, right after a brand new episode of Larry the Cable Guy Farts on Mummies. The History Channel. We've given up. This concludes our broadcast day here on Holy Goddamn. We remind all citizens listening to set their clocks ahead three hours tonight in commemoration of daylight wasting time. If you've enjoyed what you've heard on this podcast, please direct your favorite web browser to www.scratchbomb.com for a potentially explosive collection of verbal irritants. For Holy Goddamn, this has been Rudiger Mantooth. Courage!